Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast. I've got time. I'm Cherry Galore. And I'm Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and how to embody the Be Better lifestyle. What's up, gorgeous? Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I don't know any more lyrics. We have to stop starting the show like this because I can't continue. It's okay. It's it's part of the joke at this point. Okay. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I wasn't sure until this morning. Yeah. This moment, not morning. I mean, I felt good when I woke up, but like, yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm Gucci. How you? I'm feeling really good. Uh, I feel like the energy has completely shifted. You know, we're moving into Libra season. If you guys are into astrology or whatnot. So the energy has changed. You know, Virgo was like, so like alone energy is like taking that time to be with yourself. And then the Libra energy is more fast paced. It's like, Okay, I'm ready to go right now. It's giving John Legend, you know? Yeah. It's giving green light. Ah, ah, ah. The Beyonce green light, too, though. Green light? Okay, I had to remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so... um, This week, instead of doing an affirmation, we're going to take a moment to have gratitude like we do sometimes, but... I really wanted to just give a little chit-chat about how important gratitude is in your daily practice and how it set the tone for your day. And it also raises your vibration to just be grateful for all the things that you are, all the things that you have, the things that you've been through, the lessons that you learned, and just to have a moment to reflect. Every... Sorry, y'all. It's okay. (laughs) Do not disturb. Quiet on set. Um, damn, they got me all fucked up. Talking about gratitude, um, how it's helpful to whatever. Anyways, we're grateful for things. What are you grateful for? I am grateful for... I'm, like, trying to put into a simple term, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guess, like, just in the grand scheme of things, just to be, like, in a chill space right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like all summer long I was in, had a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. I just was really going through it. And um, that really fucked had me down bad. I was down bad. This morning I was like, well, yesterday Cherry said something to me because my plants was looking kind of, like, toe up from the floor up. And um, a while ago, I went home to visit to Ohio, and my grandma, I asked my grandma for one of these plants. And my grandma's like, she is the green thumb, okay? She's the <laughs> blueprint. Like, growing up, we used to go in her garden. We would plant green beans and all flowers and all kind of plants. Like, I just grew up in an environment where we had a lot of plants, and that's something that's, like, important to me. And over the last couple of years, my plants, they didn't came and went, okay? And I've got three plants right now that I'm holding on to dear life. Mm. 
But before we moved, my plants was not that bad. They wasn't doing that bad. But um, the thing is that your plants are very reflective of your physical state. How it is that you take care of your plants, the fact that you're taking the time to water them, to nurture them, to make sure their soil is good. If you're neglecting your plants, nine out of ten times, you're neglecting yourself as well. Talk about it. So, yeah, um, Cherry said something to me, and at first I was like, girl, (laughs) don't be worrying about my plants. (laughs) But then this morning I was like, all right, well, let me get up on Google and see what's going on with them. And really, they were sitting in the sun too much. They had too much sun exposure. And each time I watered them, I probably went an extra week more than I should have been watering them which is consistent with real life. Your girl was not getting that self-care in. So I'm just grateful to be back in a... Come on! (laughs) You know I'll be getting thirsty. It's an ASMR. I love ASMR though, especially the mukbangs. That's so off topic, but it depends. They gotta be eating something like real juicy. Like I like when they see. Eat. Now that's the ones I really hate. I want to hear those all crab the- ones. No, those the ones I don't like. Mm-mm, no, I want to hear it. Not, <laughs> <laughs> Not you reemphasizing. Hear it. <laughs> what are you grateful for this week? Um, I'm grateful for you. You know, you talk about how you were going through it and everything, but, like, watching you have gratitude in the midst of... mm, That's not the word I want to use. Watching you get through it. Mm -hmm. It's, like, inspiring, and it makes me want to, like support you more because it's like wow she really wants to you know be a better person yeah so you know I mean the truth is it's easy to have personal growth when everything's fine Mm -hmm. when it's easy to maintain your schedule when it's easy to avoid coping mechanisms that are unhealthy but when you know you're not your mental health or emotional health or physical health or spiritual health is not good baby everything start falling to the wayside and the next thing you know you like wow what's wrong with me so the only thing you can do is be positive for real reflect on past experiences that you know you got through and didn't know how you was going to get through it and know that everything's going to be fine in the future, you know? It's happening exactly as it should. And we're definitely living testimonies of that because as we are going into the part two manifestation episode, we definitely manifested everything. Yeah. Like, for real. I'm a manifester. Like, everything. Like, we said, are we going to have a backyard? Mason ever gonna have their own room mm-hmm. like just even down to specific details it's kind of like wow thank you god yeah 
I like to thank me. <laughs> Shout out to believing Snoop. in me. <laughs> supporting me when nobody else would. But for real though. For real. We don't want to talk about it. Because even when you're in partnership, it's still going to have to be you at the end of the day. For real. You got to be the one that's out here doing the work for yourself. You got the one that's going to have to encourage yourself sometimes. And even if you have a good support system, it you need to be that cherry on top to say, we got this girl. You know, sometimes the valid, the external validation really don't do nothing for you. Yeah. You you have to feel it and believe it and, and see, have have faith. Yeah. Yeah. Let the cherry in you shine. Period. Have a dance party. So. Why are we doing a part two to manifestation? Because, you know what I'm saying, we want to tell people how we, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go with it. You can't start looking at me like that. <laughs> it's improv, you know. Isn't, aren't you? You can't control how I react to the improvisation. You have to keep in character. Don't fool me back on me. <laughs> the tables have been turned. Anyways. <laughs> We would like to share how <clears throat> we manifested, I guess, our relationship. In our lifestyle, period. Like, In our lifestyle. Yeah. Where, where do you want to start with this? Like, should we start mm-hmm. from our personal journeys, I think? Yeah. Like, where do you think your manifestation started? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that it starts with self-love. Everything comes down to self-love, how you feel about yourself, how you perceive the world around you in relation to who you think you are and what you're capable of, what you think you deserve. You know, we kind of touched on that in the last episode of Broadway season. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel deserving of the things that you want, it really ain't no point in wanting them. It's like playing the lottery every single day and not believing that you can actually win. The money's going in the trash can, girl. Yeah. It's uh, like, what are we even doing here? Mm -hmm. If you don't want the money, just say that. Yeah. For me, um, self-love journey is something I think I'm always going to be on because there's always going to be something that makes me feel less confident or insecure or there's always going to be certain things that I might not ever heal from. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, maybe my relationship with my parents. Like I previously discussed, my mom passed away and I choose not to be in contact with my father. So I'm always going to have a sore spot about those things. Mm-hmm. Even I'm continuously healing things from the past. Right now I'm still being affected by it. So um, my journey to self-love is like, I know it's not linear, you know. One day I might feel this way, another day I might feel this way, but through it all, just reassuring myself that I do still deserve all these things. Like, we'll get into it more into the episode because I don't want to start it off like right there, me saying how like I didn't feel that way. But yeah. like, so what about for you personally? What helped you as far as? I think that my manifesting started as soon as that nigga left. 
<laughs> but Redacted. for real, <laughs> am I using it now? Um, no. <laughs> you, but you, you're getting it. So, y'all, in this I do case, not understand be... redacted. <laughs> I can't understand at you all. Can. You get it. You're in the ballpark. So, <laughs> <laughs> if I was to use it in this moment, it would be to replace his name, maybe. So, as soon as redacted left. That's when I manifest. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm getting it. Yeah. You're going to get it. It's going to catch. So, so, would you say that it's necessary to maybe change your surroundings sometimes? Absolutely. Yeah. Because if you stay in the same environment that's, I don't want to say crippling you or holding you back, but I mean, it is kind of holding you back. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you stay in the same environment, how you going to go anywhere else? You know, <laughs> um, so yeah, when I was forced to be alone, I had no choice but to focus on myself, so that's what I did, and that's also when i I started becoming more comfortable with who I am. I started talking to people more. Not too much. (laughs) But just enough. You know, I was getting friends. They didn't all work out, but Mm -hmm. it was the time I was growing. Yeah. When I started growing, I started realizing, I started learning, like, the type of people I wanted around me and started adapting the behaviors of people I liked, people that inspired me, the type of person I would want to be with. Mm-hmm. I, you know, started being a fly nigga, so. <laughs> yeah. I definitely feel like my last breakup had a huge, huge, huge part in um, the manifestation of this relationship because I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the reflection of getting out of a relationship where you're done blaming the other person or even regretting that the relationship ends is so powerful for yourself to be like, wow, it was me too. Mm-hmm. And that alone really transformed me and like pushed me into this version that I am now. It was like, I do not want to go through that shit again. Yeah. And knowing that you have the power to not be in the same places that you used to be, you're going to do everything in your power to do that. Like, that's when I started podcasting when I broke up. That's when I decided I was going to rebrand my YouTube channel for manifestation. Um, I mean, really everything in my life changed. It was like... (laughs) <laughs> At the moment, it didn't feel good, but now that I'm here, whew, it was totally worth it. For sure. Yeah. I say this a lot, but reading really helped me a lot. <laughs> reading is fundamental. I'm currently off topic. Currently in this phase where I'm like just not into reading, and I'm also like not as into learning from interviews. I don't know what's going on right now. But, like, I'm still 
I'm like falling back into really being involved in podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about. I think it's about um, needing to really consult with yourself more. I think at times, there'll be times when I'm like, I might watch a lot of readings on YouTube. There'll be times when I read a lot. There'll be times when I watch a lot of TV. And intuitively, I'm just listening to myself to say, this is what I need right now to support me through this. Mm -hmm. And also intuitively, we don't realize on the spiritual side of things, you're like, your higher self is like, right now, you just need to take time to be with yourself and just think about how you feel and maybe not like have any projections that could be coming from like a book because everything don't always apply, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes stuff be really deep. Just like what Sanjay was saying on that uh, show we was watching last night. What was that show? Bust Down. Bust Down. Bust Down. Y'all check it out and let us know what y'all think. It's on Peacock. We have thoughts. We'll (laughs) reconvene. But she was saying sometimes stuff don't be that deep and we be reading into it to make it seem like something we need to resolve. Mm -hmm. She was completely incorrect in that context. Absolutely. (laughs) But it is a thing. And sometimes what we do is we put ourselves in situations or around people and they be like trying to tell you all these things that's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And like it really don't be nothing wrong with you. You just be picking yourself apart. Yeah. So... Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe you just need a moment to not be trying to learn so much from a book and just be present with who you are right now, you know? That makes sense. It's a thing. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about how did we meet or like before we met, what was, what was your life like before we met? Before we met? <laughs> yeah. What was, what was Cherry like before we was Cherry and Shakayla? Cherry was all about, not quite all about the dollar, but like all about, I was a part of LLC Twitter. You know, just <laughs> let's start a business. Let's do this thing. I mean, I was actually doing the things. You oh, know, you did that? Because yeah, I'm talented like that. But... Yeah, I was all about that, and I was just chilling. Mm-hmm. I was in my like, oh, let's just let me just find somebody to be cool with and be friends with. I don't want anything serious. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but can we tell talk about just a little bit to elaborate on what you're saying? How sometimes we lie to ourselves about what we want because we think we can't have it. Because mm-hmm. I think that's something we discover in our relationship, especially about you. Like, I didn't. Uh... We don't have to get into it today because <laughs> it's like another episode. I really want to explore this topic on, but definitely that is a thing. Like self sabotage, it happens yeah. when we don't feel deserving of whatever it is that we really want. So instead, we talk ourselves out of it and say. I don't want a serious relationship. I don't want to be monogamous. I really just want to hang out and have fun. But, like, what you really want is that deep intimacy, the closeness, the bond. You want a family. And Mm -hmm. if you don't think that that's capable for you, if it's impossible, you're just going to tell yourself, like, "Um, flames are cool. I'm down with the flame. Yeah. And it's also really easy to fall into 
thinking that you want certain things when you're single. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the podcasts that I used to listen to, it was like, a lot of it was about sex. And I really thought that I, like, wanted a certain lifestyle, but it's like, I don't really want that. It just sounded good because I was single and I wasn't really getting what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like everybody that was talking about it was enjoying it, which in hindsight, as I analyze those people, child, they don't want it either. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's real easy to fall into that when you're single. I think it's easy to do whether you single or in a relationship based on either the stuff that you heard growing up, your current friends, even, like you said, the stuff that you watch, whether you listen to podcasts or TV shows and stuff. So, like, if you listen to marriage-minded podcasts or even, like, one of my friends, she has a Christian podcast that's about, you know, exploring single the mm-hmm. single lifestyle as a, a Christian woman. It's like, when you pay attention to that stuff, you start to kind of embody those same ideals in a way, and then you project that into your what it is that you want for yourself or what you think you want Mm -hmm. because you're comparing yourself to other people instead of just saying, like, actually saying the question, what do I want? Yeah. Which I feel like is really critical as far as manifestation goes. I've said it before on other platforms, but, like, I used to be a master manifester, and I'm getting slowly back into that where I would speak something into existence and it would happen immediately Mm -hmm. because I was so sure about what I wanted. And then there was other moments where I was just putting too much energy into different things. I wasn't sure about what I wanted. I wasn't sure about where I see my future was going. And then nothing was really happening for me. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like um, before I met you... I definitely was not looking for a serious relationship. When I met you, I wasn't looking for no serious relationship. I was just like, that was my exact verbiage. I would say on three strikes, I would be like, I'm just trying to chill. And like in between my previous relationship, I had dated other people or whatever. And I knew for sure in those moments that I wasn't ready to be in a relationship because I wasn't even over my last relationship. I was like still very much in my feels and um I think when I when I met you I I don't know I guess during the process of getting to know you then I allowed myself to say what did what did I want or whatever you know like Mm -hmm. so um how did we meet again well we were on this app which shall remain unnamed. Why is it unnamed? Because they need to sponsor us. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> we were on a redacted app. <laughs> and she saw a real nigga. Actually, no. I saw a real nigga. And I looked at your pictures and I was like, oh, she looks cute and fun. 
and you know, I did my little swipe and I was like, what's up, Ma? That is not what happened, Cherry. She is so full of shit right now. I didn't say what's up, Ma, but... First of all, this app is like one of those apps where both people have to match. It's not like, oh, somebody swiped on you and you get a notification. Both people have to match. And oh, then, yeah. See, I don't even remember how it worked. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. So we met on a dating app, and um, neither one of us was looking for a relationship, which I feel like is kind of a good thing. Because sometimes I think when you are so honed in, you have these high expectations for what it is that your future is supposed to look like, you kind of miss, like, the journey of allowing it to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, um, when we first met, we was, like, both living our own individual lives. We both have separate podcasts. Yeah. I think, I don't know if this was before or after the black, well... No, we hadn't started the blank space yet. I think we was already doing four brown chicks, though. Mm -hmm. So we was both working, like, in media. I was like, oh, that's cool. She's a photographer. I loved her style. When I sent her pictures to Jarvais, he was like, oh, that's your type in his sweetie voice. (laughs) And I was like, it wasn't type because of looks. It was types because of vibration, to be clear. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's seeing something that I don't, but. I don't know. Don't put me on the same vibration with these old niggas. I'm not putting you on the vibration with anything. Just saying. I'm better. (laughs) (laughs) You're definitely better. Or else we would not be in relations now. Because one thing I learned about my past relationship is to just not stay in places that's not in, in alignment with you no more. You know? Yeah. And I'm very big on that. When I'm ready to go, I'm leaving. So, the fact that we are in a whole full-blown relationship, now co-parenting, yeah. like, it's the real thing, ma'am. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> did you, do you feel like you manifested me? Where Was it intentional? Um, or where it wasn't intentional? No, I think... As far as, like, meeting you and knowing you were the person, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Felt like it. But I didn't know. (laughs) But, like, I think it was definitely intentional because I was, you know how I am with my manifest journal. I would write things about my partner, but, like, I would just say my partner. I didn't, like, put a gender or anything on it because, I mean, bad bitches fuck with everybody. (laughs) So I didn't have a list per se, but I definitely included things about my partner and my relationship Mm -hmm. in my manifest journal. Yeah. I will say that um, I definitely manifested you. And I do think that it was intentional, but it wasn't a real purpose behind it because at the same time, I still didn't know what I wanted, but I was exploring what I wanted and really just doing that through podcasting because um, before I joined I've Got Time because it used to just be Cherry's podcast, if you guys are not like familiar with that. Um, I did a dating podcast, so all of the content, well, not all of it, it was dating and it was spiritual, Mm -hmm. but all of it was just about basically personal growth inside of romantic relationships, and we talked about all kind of shit, like, 
red flags. We talked about codependency issues. We talked about, you know, different types of relationships. We went in extensively. I mean, we had a lot of fucking content. And, like, this week I was kind of looking back at the content and I was, like, kind of shook, like, at my old, my, my old self, like... It's really nice to document your journey. Like, even if you're, y'all are not in a media space, even if you're not trying to post it, like, journaling or video journaling, like, it is super cool to really be able to have that snapshot and look back at yourself and say, oh, my God, how much I've grown. Or even, like, when we ended the podcast, I felt like such a failure. Like, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be a podcaster so bad, and I knew that it was the thing for me. But, like, now my podcast is over. Yeah. What am I going to do? It felt terrible. Yeah. But I was very um, dating-minded. Even at the time, I said that I wanted to get married again, probably. Or I said, no, I said I didn't want to be married again, but that basically I was looking for a life partner, you know. So I had a list. (laughs) I knew exactly what I wanted. The list is so motherfucking long and in detail. And when I tell you, like, that Cherry's everything, she's, like, literally everything. But, like, even more because of you don't really be knowing what you need. You be asking for shit that's, like, what you wish you could be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One thing um, that I feel like really 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 I used to always listen to this is like around the time when the positions by Ariana Grande album came out mm-hmm. and I used to play that album from front to back from back to front baby that was my shit honey like first of all the album was healing as far as a breakup goes like if you've ever listened to the songs and stuff but then it's like once you get through about the middle of the album that's when she started talking about manifestation and she starts to talk about letting go of the past and allowing herself to be open up to new love like the whole thing was just like a whole emotional transition for me Mm -hmm. and the fact that I was listening to that so much it really did like put me on this vibration of like wanting to be loved being in love being inspired by love Mm -hmm. feeling deserving of love and um when I met you it just was like "Hmm, interesting (laughs) you know yeah what? I'm just... I love you, girl. <laughs> I love you, daddy. <laughs> girl. What? It's like a Shrek reference. I know. Oh. <laughs> I hate when I have to say who references it, but then I'll be feeling like it's necessary. Like, are people going to get this joke? And then if they don't get the joke, like, you know, what do you do then? <laughs> You just act like it never happened. The girls who get it, get it. Yeah. That's never been a more truer statement. I still say it all the time. I don't care if it's, like, not the thing anymore. But, like, yeah. it really is true. Because sometimes you reach your people, and other times they just weren't meant to get it. That's a fact. It's a fact. Um, what were some things on your list? What were some things on my list? I couldn't tell you. I would literally have to go into my notes and say it but I mean most of it was standard relationship stuff like a good communicator somebody who's affectionate somebody who respects my space and time you know like 
stuff that either I had in previous relationships that I knew that I wanted to cultivate into a new relationship or things that I never experienced, but I knew it was very important to having a successful relationship in the future based off of all the research I have been doing from fucking podcasting about dating, you know? Yeah. So it was just like, to me, like standard stuff. What about for you? Was there something that you feel like you was looking for? Child, everything I wrote down, I was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) I knew... I knew what I didn't want, so... I made it a point to make sure I was writing exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Like, respect and... um, actually enjoying having conversations with each other, enjoying spending time with each other, being affectionate, um, learning together, shit like that. Yeah. All the cool stuff, really. Because when we think about relationships, we think about... I don't know. I don't want to project this on everybody, but I know I did in the past. I kind of looked at relationships from a standpoint of like... I'm doing them a favor by letting them be in my life in the first place. So, like, what can they additionally add to my life? And I think that we do have all these expectations for romantic relationships. And more people are starting to realize that not just romantic relationships, but also platonic and familiar relationships, you cannot be fulfilled in one relationship. Yeah. That's why it's super necessary and healthy for if you're even in a monogamous relationship for you to have other friends and other connections with people because your partner's not going to be able to fulfill all these stuff within you. You have to be solid. You have to be fulfilled. You have to already be happy with your life for the most part. And, like, I don't want to use happiness because I feel like happiness is just the emotion like everything else. Mm -hmm. But you at least need to be content. Like, there has to be a, a peace state in your life because otherwise when you get into relationships, you, like, well, what can they do for me? What can they do for me? Mm-hmm. When in reality, it should be like, well, I'm good. So what's up? You yeah. know, y'all can just actually just like bond on outside of what the each one of them can do for the other person. It's not a transactional relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, although my relationships are technically transactional, it's not based on that. None of my relationships that I have now with all of my friends. We might do stuff for each other, but we don't have to do stuff for each other. We don't expect each other to do stuff for each other. It's just genuine. I want to, and I care about you, and I love you, and I'm checking on you, but there's no expectations, and I think it's really necessary. Like, I see a lot of people nowadays are going into poly relationships or just a non-monogamous poly, too, or... You know, they just want to explore different people and stuff like that. But the thing is, you don't have to have 10 different romantic partners to be fulfilled. You can have one romantic partner and have five friends. That's okay. Your friendships are supposed to be intimate, too. It's just levels to the shit. Like, I think that's what a lot of people are missing. Because sometimes when I hear people talk about being in non-monogamous relationships, it's like, could have just had a friend for like what you're requiring from this other person Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be this level of romantic like 
it's like it kind of feeds into the way men don't know how to be friends with women. Like, you can literally just be friends. You don't have to sleep with them. Mm-hmm. It kind of feeds into that. Yeah. It's weird to me. You know, I have a lot of um, psychology-related feelings about that whole situation, and I don't want to turn this into another side quest, so I ain't even going to bring it up. But <laughs> everything that we think that we are or that we think that we desire, it kind of comes down to trauma, y'all. Like, we have to look into ourselves and to our past experience, relationships with our parents, and be like, okay, I see where this stems from. I see how I could get that. Even down to love languages and stuff like that. Like, people say your love language is the things that you didn't get growing up, and now you have that external craving from somebody else to give it to you and once you like really ground yourself and you feel stable with who you are and the things that you want um you don't have to wait for another person to give it to you you know you don't have to be in relationship for these things to happen but when you are in relationship and both of y'all are like individually doing the best that you can it makes the relationship together so much stronger. Like, I feel like our relationship is so good because of that. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah. This is the least codependent relationship I've ever had in my life. Like, oh my God. <laughs> life is rough when you just aren't aware of just how unhealthy you are as a person mm. in a relationship. Like, we really make shit harder than it gotta be. Yeah. Like, it really doesn't have to be hard. Sometimes I see, like, on these different marriage podcasts and shows and stuff like that, and they talk about how difficult marriage is and all this stuff. Oh my God. It really grinds my gears and pisses me off because, in my personal opinion, you probably with the wrong person and you just haven't accepted that. You might be married for reasons out of convenience. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think, um, if there, if you don't put yourself first in your relationships, then you will never be fulfilled. And I think that a lot of people that are married have those problems, and that's why people say marriage is so hard, marriage is so hard. But like being with you is so easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and that's what it's supposed to be like. And I feel like if it's not that, why get married? You don't have to be wanting to get married. You don't have to be manifesting the whole marriage or nothing like that. But people look at marriage as something like a physical thing, like what it's supposed to look like and not actually being in the marriage, like not actually respecting their partner as an individual. Mm -hmm. So that's just how I feel about that. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people, a lot of us are just taught that marriage is supposed to be this challenge, this huge challenge. Like, I remember one of my friends got married, and they kept talking about, like, how marriage is this and marriage is that, and when you get married, da-da-da-da-da, and they were having some issues, and I was just... I can't, I didn't say it to them plainly because some people just can't handle that. But 
in a roundabout way, I was basically saying, like, these aren't marriage problems. These are relationship problems. Like, if you weren't married, you would still be having these issues. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to work on your relationship. It's not just about you being married. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of the reason why I even got into dating content and stuff in the first place. Like, just learning about myself and my past relationship, watching other people's marriages that I grew up around. And it's just like, we, um, we really don't understand how relationships work mm -hmm. as humans. We just go based off of how we want them to work for us personally and then think that our partner is supposed to match that when that's yeah. not the reality. Like, it's not the reality at all. And whatever issues that you had as a single person is going to continue in a relationship. And whatever issues you have in a relationship is going to continue on into a marriage. And if you do it the married kids way, then it's going to project into your children. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole fucking cycle, and then we keep going on, and then people say, oh, generational trauma. When are we going to start unlearning the behaviors? When are we going to start looking at not only our past relationships, but the relationships that our parents and our grandparents have and saying, that's not what I want for me? Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to know what do you want and what are your needs for relationships. And then, like Cherry said, embodying that version of yourself of what you want to become and you'll be surprised how quickly you start to attract the people that are in alignment with who you are in that moment mm -hmm. we got to be a little bit more self-reflective because we put a lot of responsibility onto other people when we end up in relationships that are bad or when we have issues with our friends or something and it's like Y'all doing the same thing, for real. We be doing the same exact thing, or we be perceiving somebody else's energy, but it be our own energy. It be us. Like, um, you know, it just be us. It be mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm assuming this person is being this way towards me, but just the fact that you even will assume that about somebody, you got to do the work within yourself. Like, trust issues, all that stuff, it's come from inside. It's not mm -hmm. somebody else making you feel the way. Another person can't make you feel nothing. This is stuff mm -hmm. I'll be telling my kids. And if Max and Eva is 10 and 7 and they can understand that concept or at the very least are learning it. Yeah. What the fuck is we doing as full-blown adults? This big age? Come on now. Yeah. It really, it really just all starts with yourself. I feel like this is a good way to kind of like space in between and um, do for us by us. Mm -hmm. What is forest bias, baby? What is it again? What is the segment? Oh, we I hear it every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> forest bias is, I mean, it's what it sounds like. <laughs> baby, come on. It's when we talk about something, it could be like, I don't know, like fashion or something somebody did, accomplished, whatever. Um, it's specific to the black community. That's it. The us is blacks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like looking for some love. You know, this is my fault because every week I do this thing where I'm like trying to keep up this banter with you, but it's not previously discussed that I'm going to ask you to elaborate or explain anything. <laughs> and Cherry is like to collect her thoughts. I feel like I'm helping you have growth with this stuff you by are. making you be like... You it's are. like when you in class and you're the kid that knows the answers, but you never want to get called on, but the teacher keep picking on your ass. It's like, I'm going to keep picking on you until you're ready <laughs> with the answer. Yeah. So, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Forest Bias, we are going to be talking about Hispanic Heritage Month. It just popped off on the 15th. Mm-hmm. Um this specifically is important to me because my kids are half Mexican. I never said that on a podcast, but they are, their father is Mexican. He's a first gen. So his parents primarily speak Spanish. You know what I mean? The majority of his siblings grew up in Mexico. He's like born in the United States, but not all of his siblings are. So like his family is very Mexican. Mm-hmm. And we was together for a long time. So that means that I was very much inside of that culture. I'm fluent in speaking Spanish for the most part. Like, I be out here chopping it up with y'all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I really wanted to discuss this. Even though my kids are black and Mexican, you can be black and be Hispanic. There are plenty of ethnicities that are black and also mm-hmm. Spanish speaking that come from Latino countries. So I feel like it's important for us to discuss that just a little bit this weekend to celebrate our people because um, we all was on a goddamn slave ship. Okay, we just got dropped off in different uh, countries and continents. So at this point, that's the only thing that's disconnecting from us. And um, although I feel like I do a, a good job with like, you know, teaching my kids their culture and stuff like that, or at least trying to get them more involved or learning, this month, I really wanted to be intentional about it. Like, we really want to, like, celebrate them, cook more Mexican foods and stuff like that. Just to have, like, more experience of, of their culture that they don't get on a regular basis because I'm not Mexican at all in real life, you know? Yeah. Um, but also just on the podcast to emphasize and celebrate that, you know, Hispanics do be black and they are a part of our community. They do deserve to be celebrated and also not um, discriminated against because it'd be hard out here when, you, when you're Spanish-speaking black. Even people will look at me crazy. Like One thing that I love is being in spaces that are predominantly Spanish-speaking and they don't, under, they don't know that I understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, girl, I see who you, who you for really you are. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, I know people experience that every day, especially the darker you are, the more misinterpreted people think that ethnicity and race. Mm-hmm. Y'all not getting it. Like, yeah, there's black people everywhere, literally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just like we got light skins and dark skins. In um, African American community, they got light skin and dark skins, and Dominican community, a Mexican community, you know, all of that stuff. So, shout out to y'all if y'all are, any of you guys are listening and you are part of the Hispanic community. We celebrate you guys and shout out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Baby, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, I feel like we kind of talked about, like, how do we do it? Asking for what you want. But something I really want to talk about is kind of like the spiritual side of manifestation. As you guys know, I do have a YouTube channel that is all about manifestation. But it's very spiritual, heavy content. And not spiritual in a Jesus or religious type of way. Mm-hmm. Spiritual Spirituality to me is personal growth. It is the journey and relationship that you have with yourself. And becoming who God intended for you to be. So with that, you know, there's working with the elements. If you guys don't know what the elements is, it's like... Earth, air, water, fire, avatar shit, you know. Oh, I just went straight to earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> <laughs> they left out the air. You need all four pieces. It's crucial, okay? Yeah, you're right. It's crucial. It's all connected. So on previous episodes, I kind of talk about how everything is connected and, like, everything within yourself on a spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical level, all of those things kind of play into your manifestations and also your overall wellness you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so each element represents a different thing the first one is the water which is your emotions so when you're manifesting your emotions really matter Mm -hmm. your feelings are directly what manifests into your reality it's just the first thing so me just having a feeling of excitement you know what i'm saying oh i'm just excited or whatever like what are you excited about doesn't matter i just feel good right yeah. it's like the vibration you want that's your emotional state and then the next element is um air and that's your thoughts what am i thinking about how am i redirecting my thoughts when i'm having negative thoughts you know what i'm saying am i being positive And then the next thing is the fire element, which is the things that you're passionate about. And when you're passionate about stuff, what you going to do? You're going to talk about it. You're going to make plans to do it. You're going to prep yourself. You know what I'm saying? And then after fire is earth. And earth is the physical element. So that's when your manifestation is physically reaching your reality and now you got to do something now it's time to put in the actual work now you see actual things changing and working in your life and all these things like that so just being mindful of those things and like on a daily basis like regulating yourself emotionally and saying i'm good i'm cool and then letting the rest of your day carry off you know what i'm saying like from a place of peace yeah yeah you want to slide into mental health matters? Let's slide in. I'm not you. I'm going to slide in it. Sorry. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? <laughs> get it off. If you got to get it off. Shout out to her. I need her to really. Who's her? Is she not sponsoring you? I can't think of what her name is. It starts with an N. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. (laughs) I think this week for Mental Health Matters, I kind of want to elaborate a little bit about the emotional state and stuff like that and how important it is to manifestation. Like I was saying earlier in the episode about, like, when I was so stressed out or I had so much anxiety, I couldn't even fathom thinking about what do I want. I couldn't even. It was just energetically I had so much on me. I 
I didn't have no free energy to give. Not to myself, mm. not to anybody else, not to a job, nothing. I just was like, like <laughs> done for. And um, emotional regulation is super important. Like, depending on what type of coping mechanisms that you might have, what do you do for to emotionally regulate yourself? I just work out. You work out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to sleep a lot. Sleeping helps me. I seen this meme one time and it was like, if you are mad at everybody, um, you probably hungry. But if you think everybody's mad at you, you probably just need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Yeah, it does. And I feel like I always need a nap. Sleeping just helps me. Like when I wake up, I'm just like, huh, you know what? <laughs> it's cool. I got this. Yeah. Um, There's so many things that you could do to regulate yourself emotionally. And a lot of people put out a lot of content like, do this, do that. If you Mm -hmm. feel this way, you must do that. But for me, it's really important to, like, be in tune with yourself, listen to yourself. That's why meditation is so important. Because you have to actually ask yourself, like, what's going on? What do I feel right now? Okay, what do I need to support those feelings? Sometimes if you're feeling sad, you just need to motherfucking cry. Sometimes if you're feeling sad, you might need to eat a bag of hot Cheetos, you know? Like, (laughs) don't consult nobody else for what you should do about your feelings. What do I need is so fucking important when you're trying to, like, regulate yourself emotionally to even begin to say, like, what do you could possibly want or what it is that you're trying to be intentional about manifesting. Yeah. I've been re-realizing that my mind will tell me what to do, and I don't. I haven't figured out why I fight it sometimes. It's like I want to blame it on being lazy, but it's not really being lazy. You have my response. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just. I would just find something else to do. Like oh, I don't want to do that, or I don't have time for that, or. But it's like, girl, that's what you need. So, like, is that what you're making time for this week? Making time for, yeah. You know, just giving yourself, lend me your ear, you know? Yeah. Giving myself what I need. Yeah. What I crave, what I desire. Yeah. Yeah. What are you making time for? I'm making time for family this week. Um, I'm also making time for fun. And I'm making time for us because we are going to see the Good Moms Bad Choices live show tomorrow. Yeah. I'm so excited. I waited so long for this. I feel like they're my homegirls in my head and I'm about to have the time of my life. It's the first time that you've been to the city. So, like, for us to go out and explore Chicago and, like, make some content, just, like, chill out. It's been a while since we, like, really got to, like, had some fun. Yeah. And my baby cousin is coming to visit me this week. I'm super excited because we're going to have her on a podcast episode. Yeah. And also, I love being around my family. Like, it's extremely rejuvenating for me. Not all of them niggas, but, like, you know, <laughs> the, the ones who know, they know. Like, we're yeah. just very fulfilling to each other. And I'm really fucking excited to see her. So, that's what I'm making time for. Just, like, being present in the moment. I'm excited for you. We haven't said this in a couple episodes, so I'm going to throw it out there, but could y'all follow us? Damn. (laughs) 
we see more of y'all are listening to the episode send us a damn dm what do you why are you listening to us anyways what do you like it did you resonate with what we said on the topic <laughs> can we get a comment or two some engagement please help us grow our platform yeah and what would help severely would be making sure you follow subscribe and download the episodes on wherever you listen to the podcast leave a review a rating share it with people because that helps us in the podcast algorithms yeah they'll show us to other people Bitch, I ain't doing this shit for nothing. (laughs) I mean, I'm doing it to create an impact, but my impact is only as big as the amount of people I reach. So That is a fact. Help me. (laughs) For real, though. Well, without further ado, I've got time. time.